I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am super excited to be joined here with my dear friend, Joe. Um, hello, hello. And we are going to be tag teaming this episode talking about finances during marriage. We've already talked a little bit about like budgeting and financial expectations when it comes to like the wedding stuff, which is super important. I highly recommend if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely check that one out when you have a chance. But this is going to be all about finances actually when you're married, which I think is equally, if not actually probably way more important. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially, actually, me and Joe were just talking about this before we hit record. Like, you know, money is like a huge source of stress when it comes to just life in general. And it's like one of the major sources of stress between like husband and wife. So this is something that is, I think, super essential to talk about before marriage and then continuously throughout marriage. Yeah. And okay, just as like a little disclaimer, I guess, before we start the episode, I, I'm i very passionate about this topic because like I manage the finances in our household. So like, mm-hmm. I'm very intense about it, but I'm not a financial coach. I'm not an expert. I'm not like a money counselor or anything like that. Like we're, we're, we are sharing what our, what our experience is, what advice we have as married women, uh, and kind of what we've seen and gone through during our marriage preparation processes. But, uh, if you are like seriously, like heavily concerned about this, like we'll talk more at the end, but there are financial counselors out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this sure. episode is more just, uh, this kind is like, of as, yeah, like married women ourselves, like just talking about like how this is important and then just giving a lot of different tips about, yeah, budgeting and all the fun, yes. all the fun Not stuff. All the so. Money, money, money. <laughs> money. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that gave me flashbacks to The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah. I never even watched that show. Wait, really? We like watched that as a family. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. The only thing on the show is like something about like you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He I fires don't... people. Yeah. <laughs> I no. We were never allowed to watch reality TV growing up. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean. It has its pros and cons. I, we wouldn't watch certain things, but that was one of the things that we found that's really pretty funny. amusing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode. Um, <laughs> yes, back so, to the matter at hand. So I definitely think the first place to start off is like definitely talk about this before you're actually in like married, like your married state. Like definitely talk about it throughout engagement. Um, we've we kind of mentioned it in our episode about five things to talk about before marriage. Um, but it's really like I think essential to discuss this before just to have an idea of like each other's financial situation, debt, like spending habits, like all of those things 
aren't like necessarily going to change. Like once you exchange your vows, like you're still going to be bringing in a lot of just like, yeah, your, your past, like obviously your debt is still going to transfer if, if you, if you haven't paid it off before your wedding day. So there's a lot of, you know, financial aspects that I think are important and shouldn't just be like overlooked or just like skirted around because it's like maybe some people consider it like a more personal thing um, or private thing with finances. Um, You guys are going to be joined as one. So it's important to be like open and transparent about all the things, but especially about financial stuff. Definitely. Definitely. I think there in our society, there tends to be this like stigma to talking about money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am personally of the opinion that like the more you talk about it, the more there's just a mutual understanding of it. Um, So talk about it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So definitely don't like wait uh, like to talk about all the things that we are going to discuss until after you're married. Like definitely talk about it now, like while you're in engagement. So when you get married, it's important to understand that like your financial situation may change. So what you're bringing in right now individually as two separate people might not be what it always will be. So that's important to think about as you're starting to discuss like your your money situation, um, especially like if you're long distance, one of you guys might be moving and getting a different job. Um, so that might change things like the cost of living wherever you're moving to could change. Um, you might have, you might be living with your family right now and then you're going to be getting an apartment or a home. And so that's going to be a huge like, bill that you don't have to worry about right now, but you will have to worry about it as soon as you get married. Mm -hmm. Um, Even one of you guys might decide to work less hours. Um, You know, one of you might decide to like be part time um, or even like quit your job. So it's just really important to consider like all of the changes and just like understand that like right now the money that you're making might not actually translate to what your like joint income is going to be in the future. Yeah. And, and it's important, like Victoria mentioned earlier, like when you say vows, yes, your, your money becomes, you become one. And so too should your bank account. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a lot of varying opinions on this. This is just my personal opinion. Um, but I think a healthy one, and I'm pretty sure one that all of the Catholic marriage preparation stuff will tell you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, at, you know, one of you might make more than the other person and that's okay. Uh, yes. In your marriage, you're working towards the same goals. You're, you're venturing towards the same end point, right? So the, the money that you contribute is an, uh, is an us thing, is an our thing and not a me thing or an I thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and money is also not the only contribution that you can make to your marriage. I, when, when we first got married, I struggled so much with just like wrapping my head around the fact that like I can't contribute the same amount financially as my husband does mm-hmm. because I am just a very have always been a very independent person. I like, you know, paid my own way through college. I worked full time through college. I've always had a full time job. I've always made my own money. I've always been responsible for my own things. And so now all of a sudden it's like I just really struggled with it. And so I really had to kind of rethink, okay, and I God bless my husband who like constantly reminds me like yes, I contribute financially more to this family, but like you contribute almost everything in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 meal prep and the cleaning and and all of those other housekeeping things, like 
I can contribute to the household in ways that don't necessarily have a financial amount of money associated to them. Uh, And the same thing goes like, you know, with a stay at home parent too, right? Just because you're not, you're not getting a paycheck doesn't mean that you're not contributing this, the same effort into the marriage. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that is a really important mindset to have that like you are still doing so much. I mean, if, if you weren't able to do it, then like the house would be like super chaotic all the time, which like is really difficult to go home for like a husband potentially to go home to. So it is really important to remember that that's not like all your value is that like what you make is not that's not who you are as a person and you can contribute in so many different ways. So I love that you mentioned that. All right, let's talk creating a budget. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I think it's really important to have an idea of like how much all your bills will cost and like really write it down. Like you can write it down on a piece of paper to start off with and just like kind of what your income is going to be, how much you want to set aside for savings every single month. And then like, even if like, let's say, um, like your, one of your spouse is the one who's actually really in charge of like paying all the bills and stuff like that. It's, I think it's really important and valuable to have a joint discussion on what your budget's going to be, because it's so easy to like stop at the store and pick up a little snack or to go to, you know, go get some fast food or something like that. And it starts to really add up and in very little ways, like it, it may be like, Oh, it's just $5 to get this, this coffee or whatever it may be. But that's like $5 that you were planning to put towards your your home fund or whatever it may be that, you know, can cause some friction later on. So I think it's important, even if you are not the one paying all the bills, I think it's important to understand where the money is going. And even if you have money in the bank account, like it's not necessarily just like free money, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, it might be I, earmarked for something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I know for me, like, so this is for my, like for my business bank account. So it's a little bit different, but this might be valuable for like those who are self-employed or honestly, you can even do this as like in your personal bank account. But I have um, a bank account called Novo. And one of the things that is really cool with it is I can have it set up for like different reserves. So it's like, it's still the same bank account, but it like, whenever I get money deposited in it, it goes into different sections. So like it's set up by like percentage, so like 30% goes to this fund. So I have it like set up. It's really helpful for like taxes as well. So I have money set aside for taxes and operating expenses and then like owner's compensation, but it's super helpful because I can look at it and be like, okay, can, you know, like how much money do I, like me personally, like, do I have in this account? Not just like the entire amount, because not all of it is technically quote unquote mine because of taxes or whatever it may be. So that might be something that you may want to consider doing. Like, I know we use like PNC for like our account, like me and Steven's account, like personal And they have like three different bank accounts within the same account. So you can do essentially the same concept and just like split the different income into those accounts if that's helpful for you. I found it super helpful. It's just nice to like already see it and see exactly where the money is going and which section is going into. Yeah. As a side note, make sure that if you are employed with like a corporation or like a company that takes out taxes on your paycheck, make sure you tell them that you're married because your tax amount will change. Mm-hmm. 
what you are taxed will change. So you need to, I think it's, you need to change it from a one to a zero or something like that. Uh, talk to your HR person, but, and they'll know what to do, but it just basically changes the amount that's withheld from your paycheck. Um, when you're married because you're taxed differently when you're married versus when you're single. Mm -hmm. So that's just, important. if you don't do that, uh, then you then might owe gonna, taxes later. You might owe a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, like which when, is not fun. <laughs> Another idea that might be helpful when you're thinking about budget is like we have friends that they have like – so the husband kind of has like, – they have like a set amount of like, okay, if something costs more than this specific amount, then I'm go we're going to like wait and see if we actually like wait a day or two and see if like we actually need it unless it's like obviously like your car broke down or something like that like like it, unless it's like an emergency like if it's just kind of like more of like a want rather than a, an absolute need they will take a day or two to really think about it and then talk about it together rather than just one of them being like oh well i'm just going to get it like regardless so i think that's also kind of a healthy way to approach it and you guys can determine what is an appropriate amount like what you know what is like okay, Okay, that's a big expense, whatever it may be. You can determine that amount and then decide together. And I think that's I think that can be really helpful, especially um, as you're determining your budget. Yeah. Another thing that is very far down the road is retirement, but it is nevertheless something that you have to talk about and you should talk about beforehand because it's one of those things where the earlier you earlier you start investing into your retirement accounts, the more money they will make. If you wait till you're 50 to decide you want to start saving for retirement, you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I know uh, like when we first got married, we were not thinking about retirement at all. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that you know, that seems so far away. We'll figure it out then. And over the past um, several months, we've been thinking about it a lot more. And then Stephen now being on the fire department, he's able to get a pension. And they talked all about like different retirement funds and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, now we are contributing to it. And it gives me a lot of peace of mind that like when we're older, like we're not going to have to worry so much, especially like from my perspective as being like a self-employed business owner it is nice to know that like my husband is contributing to our like joint retirement fund and he'll be also getting a pension and everything like that too so it's just I think even though it seems so far away it, it will give you so much peace of mind knowing that like it, you'll be taken care of as you get older yeah so talk about those things. Talk about how much you want to save, how you want to save it. Some corporate companies, you know, offer 401ks or 403bs. Um, Roth IRAs are also something that you can uh, invest in um, on your own. And the tax implication is different. On the 401k, it gets taxed on the way out when you pull it out when you retire. And the Roth IRA gets taxed on the way in. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not taxed when you take it out later. So just things to think about, talk about, consider. And again, this is where I would say like having a financial coach would be really helpful to help you figure out how and where and what to invest in. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Okay. So let's talk about financial goals. Um, obviously in marriage, your ultimate goal is to get each other to heaven. Um, but also in our time here on earth, it is important to have financial goals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these are things that you are going to be working together towards um, as a team. And whether it's a house or a car or if you're saving for family things, vacation, whatever, it's important to sit down and make smart goals. And I'm what I mean by smart goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Mm -hmm. 
So specific goals. Okay. We want to save for a new house. Okay. How much do you want to save? Make it measurable. X amount of dollars. Attainable. You know, if, I don't know, if you like a $2 million house would not be attainable for our family. Maybe it will right. be for years, but not for our family. So obviously we're not going to give a goal $2 million for us. Make right. it attainable. Make it relevant and make it time bound. When do we want to reach this goal? So mm-hmm. how much do we want? What do we want to save for? How much do we want to save for it? And when do we need to have that amount saved for? Um, the financial goals you set for you and your spouse as a team like are going to affect your spending habits. So if you're on the same page, mm-hmm. it's going to help relieve, you know, what what we don't want to happen is there to be resentment building because one of you is like I want a new house, so I want to save this much money for a new house and your spouse is not on the same page, so they're spending all this money and not saving. And then that's where some resentment can build. So talking about your financial goals, being on the same page with your financial goals, will will help you not experience that kind of resentment to your partner. Right. I definitely agree. Like kind of like what I mentioned earlier, just like definitely be on the same page when it comes to budget and like, yeah, like what Joe was saying, like what goals you're working towards. Um, maybe a $2 million house just seems super unrealistic. So they're like, yeah, I'm not even going to worry about trying to like save any money because that seems so like far-fetched so that's kind of where the attainable aspect like joe was mentioning comes into play so it's like just sit down and talk to each other and figure out what's okay so what would be attainable especially in our area um because everybody's area is a little bit different and what you're like envisioning for your future home or whatever goal it may be and that might be where the disconnect is at, at that attainable aspect or any of the the points that joe made so really just be transparent with each other see like where where like where is the disconnect? Um, and I think that like that communication will just help you really in any aspect of life. Yeah. A tool that that we use in, in our family is um, it's called YNAB, which stands for you need a budget. Um, and it does cost some money, but I can't tell you how tremendously it's helped us in our savings goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the I don't know the psychology behind it, but something about seeing a category labeled like family car with the amount of money that you want saved and how much like the percentage you are towards that goal. I don't know. It like does something to your brain Mm -hmm. and it makes it so much easier to see like, okay, I have this goal. Um, why not has this thing where it like has all, all the available money that there is to spend based on what you've brought in that month. And then you can assign it to all those different categories. So at the end of the month, whatever we have left over, then we start assigning those things to our savings goals. Nice. And I can't tell you how good it feels to be like, yeah, and to put, you know, money into those buckets. Mm-hmm. And it also helps because you know, if you don't have a bank where you can kind of categorize and break things up, like Victoria mentioned earlier, and all you see is your savings account and it's just this one big lump sum, it can seem very nebulous. Like maybe uh-huh. one day a house is your priority. So you're like, yeah, 100% of that's for the house. But maybe the next day you're like, no, I want a new car sooner than that. Okay, uh-huh. well, now your priorities are shifting and the amounts are shifting. Right. So being able to see the breakdown of, okay, of our savings account, this much money is for this goal. This much money is for that goal. Uh, really, I don't know, does something to my brain chemistry, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I just got it set up not that long ago with Nova, like maybe a couple months ago and already seeing how the like accounts are filling up. I'm like, this is so cool. This is so nice too to like know 
like that I have goals that I'm saving for and that like they seem so far fetched because it's like a decent amount of money that I'm trying to save but it's like hey I'm actually I'm actually making it like progress towards this this is this is really cool it's it, I think there there definitely is some sort of psychological effect to, to it oh, I don't yeah. know what the terminology would be but like there's definitely something about seeing something in a fund and like working towards a goal and seeing you like inch closer and closer toward it yeah. And and even though I I do the finances, so Monday mornings, that's the first thing I do is organize the business finances, organize the home finances. But mm-hmm. my husband has access to see that. So he can like right. check on things and be like, oh my gosh, like we did really, really well this month. Or mm-hmm. like, uh, oh yeah, we had to pay off like this thing for that vacation. So like, dang, we couldn't save as much as we wanted to or whatever. Right. Like it's great for both of us because even though I manage it, he can still see everything and he can see everything and what buckets they've gone to. So he can kind of keep track of our progress too. Mm-hmm. No, so. I, I, I think that's awesome. And I think like, especially if you're coming into marriage with some debt, this is like a really like important and valuable way that you can start to pay off those and knock them out. Like, as soon as possible, but it not seem super overwhelming. I mean, if you have like student debt or something like that, that can be like a very big number and very daunting. But if you know you're like knocking, you know, I don't know, 10% of your income or something is going towards that, that can add up really quickly. And you can actually see that number starting to dwindle down, which can be a huge relief because like sometimes debt is, is getting in the way of like other goals and other you know, things that you guys want to do, but you want to knock those out first. So I think that like kind of concept of like having different funds can be super valuable to actually see it starting to tick away. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I'll be honest, I came into our marriage and I had some student loan debt. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, like I put myself through school and part of that was having to take out loans. Mm-hmm. So I did come in with some student loan debt and, you know, my husband was very quickly like, all right, let's, let's knock that out. I want to, I like, I don't want us to have any debt. So, I mean, obviously we have debt in our house cause who doesn't, but, <laughs> right. um, yeah, he was very quick to say like, let's get rid of that. Um, let's move forward because you know, debt is something that can affect your credit score, which like down the line can affect your ability to do certain things that require, uh, credit score checks to happen, like mm-hmm. purchasing a home or purchasing a car, or the kind of right. loans that you can get, things like that. So uh, when it comes to debt, I would just encourage you to be kind and be gentle as there could be some sensitivity bringing in debts to the marriage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just be open to working together to to take care of those things. Totally. You guys, we are so excited to share with you a photo and video package exclusively for our Catholic Wedding Podcast listeners. With Victoria on photo and Joe on video, we have got you covered for the wedding day. We'll be your prayer support during your planning and your joyful team on wedding day itself. You can inquire with the link in the show notes. We'd love to meet you and document these precious moments as you start your family. similarly to the way that you will bring debts into the marriage, but you, you're going to bring bills into the marriage too, like normal everyday things. So certain bills will probably be combining like your, your mortgage payment or your rent payment are going to be combining. Uh, But you might also be bringing in different bills. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a bill that I would have that my husband doesn't, but. I mean, I guess business stuff for you, but. 
Yeah, but I guess it's like one from a different account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, you know, there are there are things that maybe like he was paying for that I was like, oh, I don't know what that. Okay, here's actually here's a really dumb example, but it'll get the point across. Uh, My husband is a video gamer, so he likes playing Final Fantasy, and that costs like fifteen bucks a month or something. So like Mm. we came in and like every month I'm like, what is this fifteen dollars for? And he was like, oh, that's for Final Fantasy. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a bill that I did not have before, but now Mm -hmm. like our family does have, and that's totally fine. But um when you first get married and like the hive wedding days come down or whatever, and maybe you should even do this before wedding days, make a list of all the bills that you have Mm -hmm. and then kind of make a one master list of, okay, as a family, these are all of our bills that need to get paid every month. Right. For us, I have a a bookmark, like a folder of bookmarks that um, on the last Friday of the month, because that's when I pay off all the bills, I'd basically just open up that file folder and all of like, seven or eight tabs open up and these are all the places that all of our bills are for all of our, mm-hmm. you know, the credit cards, the water, the electricity, the mortgage, all that stuff. Um, and I take care of all of those things on that day. But mm-hmm. we, I worked, <laughs> we worked really hard to, to conglomerate that list into one big folder so that I wasn't missing payments or things are slipping through the cracks. Because when we first started, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't right. know how to pay the water bill. Like mm-hmm. I've never had to pay a water bill before. <laughs> right. No, for sure. And I mean, our situation is slightly different. We have all of our major things on like auto pay so that we don't like miss anything like that. But one like note I will say about auto pay is auto pay can be very easy to just set up and then kind of forget about it. Um, not like not that you're forgetting to pay for it. it's obviously being paid for, but it can sometimes get put to the side and you're like, you're not really paying attention to like, what's your electric bill this month, just like different things that like, you know, obviously, you can't, you can't change what that amount is this month. But if you look at it and you're like, okay, like what was the reason why it was a lot higher this month versus last month? So one thing I will say about auto pay, I, I personally really like it. That way you don't miss anything, but it is important to still like look back and see exactly like certain amounts are going to be like standard every single month. Like our internet bill is what it is, but things that like potentially could change like electric bill. It's just, I think it's a good idea. Let's look back on it, see what happened. See, Oh, okay. We hosted a bunch of people that month. So that's why there were so many lights on or whatever. But like if there are certain things that you could potentially change or be more considerate of for the months to come, I think that is important. Yeah, for sure. We, my husband doesn't really like doing auto pay stuff, which Mm -hmm. is fine. And so, you know, we talked about that and that's why we have the system that we do, but it also is helpful for us to know. And and we kind of, the way we manage things is we put everything on credit cards and then we pay the credit cards off from the bank account, um, which is great because we've kind of like semi hacked the credit cards. So that way, like we're using the cash back and we're getting, you know, points in cash back and all that jazz. Um, but because we've come up with this system where the last Friday of the month, we take care of, yeah, Thursday or Friday of the month, we pay off those bills. You know, when my husband gets a text from our bank that like a huge chunk of change has been moved from one account to the other, he knows, oh, okay, Joanna must be paying the bills because mm-hmm. all this money moved. Uh, and then the consistency has just been like really, really great 
like Mm -hmm. each month like this routine that we've made so that things don't slip through the cracks because we don't do auto pay but yeah if you're on auto pay that is a benefit right yeah so just talk about that i mean yeah you all have different like rationales as to why you might want to choose something and neither i would i wouldn't say either is wrong or right it's just something that you need to like know for whatever your family wants to do and like kind of know yourselves too and like if you can keep up with doing it every single month or if whatever you want to do so that's definitely something that you would want to talk about for sure. Yeah. I think it's important to know when we're talking about money that money itself is not inherently bad mm-hmm. and it's not inherently good. It's just a thing that right. is required to operate in the world in which we live. Mm-hmm. Like money is a, can be a big stressor in, in marriage and, and we don't want it to be, which is part of the reason why we're doing this episode. Right. Um, but I think it's important to understand where your spouse comes from in their view and understanding and functioning of money in their lives. Um, oh, 100%. And also like how how was money portrayed as a child to them? Like was it a big source of stress in their family or you know, was it kind of neutral like Joe was saying? That 100% plays a role in how you will treat money as an adult and – you may have to un like there are certain things that I've had to unlearn about money from like what I grew up with. And I think that's important to know. Like me and my husband's background with money was like completely different. So us coming together as a unit, we had to like kind of learn like each other's mindsets and like our approaches. And there's a lot of things, like I said, I've had to unlearn. There's some things that he's had to unlearn for us to like be a good team when it comes to money. So I I completely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it could be a, a myriad of things that you're bringing in um, yes. that will affect the way in which you spend money, right? Maybe you grew up and you didn't have a lot of money. And so now all of a sudden you have access to a lot of money and your instinct is to spend it because you never had it. Right. I mean, or that's just an ex- versa. Yeah. Or like yeah. you got to keep it all because you don't know if it's going to go away soon, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could go either way. So just really understanding uh, your spouse and where they're coming from and the way in which they were raised when it, when it comes to money. Uh, and I think it's really important to understand and set expectations on how the money is going to be spent in your household. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that has been really healthy for us is setting up things like allowances, Mm -hmm. which sounds maybe like, I don't know. I don't know. Did you have allowances when you were growing up, Victoria? Like, did your parents give you like money every week? Mm -mm. No. Okay. So we got allowance as a kid. So like when we, I think when we were in middle school, it was like 10 bucks. And when we were in high school, it was 20 bucks. And it was like a week or something. Mm -hmm. And our parents gave us that. And my, my dad went to the bank on Fridays and they used a cash envelope system. Okay. And so we would come home and like all four kids, like they're, you know, our cash would be sitting on the kitchen counter. And my youngest brother saved every penny he ever, like ever got from allowance and it's in a jar in his room, you know, mm-hmm. and I spent it because whatever. Yeah. It was poor with managing money before, which is why I'm really good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned from your mistakes. Yes, I've learned. <laughs> um, <laughs> But so anyway, so so something we have is we have a set amount of money each month that like my husband can spend it on whatever he wants to spend it on, like kind of no questions asked. I mean, obviously, I don't want him spending it on like we, we, we don't want to spend our, our money on any like anything immoral or like right. detrimental to our marriage. But like right. if he wants to spend $15 a month on Final Fantasy because it's important for him and he enjoys playing, like go for it, dude. Like that's mm-hmm. your allowance money. That's totally fine. 
if I want to buy books because I like read through them so quickly, then that's what I want to spend my money on. Mm -hmm. But at least then there's having the allowance allows some autonomy and some freedom to say like, okay, yes, we have these goals that we're working towards together, but I have this little like pocket change that I like can spend however I want to spend um, and can indulge in the things that I want to spend money on. I like that idea. That's really cool. Um, I think it's similar to like when a couple has like a hobby or something like that, like that is like their own individual thing. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like my husband, Stephen, like he loves like woodworking, which is like kind of his thing. And it's like almost like a good way to unwind. It almost reminds me of like that kind of situation yeah. where you have like your own little money that you can use to save up for something that is like important to you as an individual. Um, but yeah, like you said, not necessarily like as a couple, something that you would do together or anything like that. It's like, it's your own thing, which I really like. I I really like that idea. I have not implemented that before, but I think it's cool. Yeah. I think, I think it comes down to like, we all have different priorities for, for our money and like some priorities. Yeah. You're definitely going to be on the same page about like the big things, but there are going to be some things that you don't like, you know what? My husband loves Dungeons and Dragons. And if he wants to spend his money on Dungeons and Dragons things, go for it honey right. because i'm i you know i'm going to spend my money on stuff i want to spend it on and he, that's not going to affect him at all mm-hmm. and it doesn't impact it doesn't negatively impact our budget because right. we've allotted those little pockets of money for us to do that that's awesome okay so i know i kind of mentioned this in the beginning and a little bit throughout but financial coaching uh i think this is one of those things maybe that falls into like the same stigmatized area as like therapy um Mm -hmm. which like i am of the opinion that like everybody could probably use therapy and the people that are in therapy are in therapy because of the people in their lives that need therapy but won't go to therapy (laughs) so Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further down that road, but all that to say, like, uh, financial coaching is 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 something that I, I think can be helpful for a lot of people. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with getting financial coaching. Money can be a touchy topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's not inherently good. It's not inherently bad. Um, but you, you might need help figuring out your finances or getting things set up to set your marriage financially up for success. Uh, so financial coaching is something that that can help you and your spouse if you're looking for help getting started um, or setting up a budget that works well for you. I know when I like was doing a lot of the business stuff, I got a financial coach and she mm-hmm. helped me set up my YNAB and like taught me how to do a lot of things. And you know what? A lot of that translated into managing our home finances. And, mm-hmm. you know, with YNAB, I can have a, like a budget for the business, but I also run our home budget through YNAB. Mm-hmm. Um so it's hiring her was so fruitful for not only the business, but like also for the f- managing our finances as a couple because it did help us set us up for success in so many ways. So it's it's not something that you should be ashamed of if you feel like you need it. And honestly, I had a great financial coach and I would highly recommend her. So I'll link her. Who did you use? Her name is Vanessa. Okay. Um, her company is Mindfully Smart Finance. Okay. That's cool. She just – like a very kind and gentle person that's awesome. and i don't know she just makes you feel very comfortable and like really knows her stuff when it comes to money that's awesome yeah i feel like kind of like with anything like don't feel like you need to do everything alone or like all on your own there's so many 
facets to like just all things in marriage and just life in general. And like, I'm sure Joe can agree to this too. Like sometimes like you feel like a little hesitant to like outsource quote unquote certain like aspects of just like business stuff or life. But like once you do, you're like, wow, that was so much better because these people like know so much more than me and everything like that can give Mm, you so many tips and like it can actually end up saving you money to have like a coach or whatever it may be because they can help you like prioritize certain things or things that you maybe didn't even know. Um, so I think that's kind of like a similar facet to like within our business, like we, you, it can definitely translate to just like, even if you don't have a business, just like family life in general, having someone who is like a expert in any field can be very valuable. Yeah. We, we don't all know everything. Right. And we don't all need to know everything. It just like get, then you get super stressed and get like super overwhelmed and Nobody needs that. So, <laughs> right. So turn to to the resources of people that like are offering to help you. Right. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So this was maybe an intense episode. I don't know. I feel I think like it was good. I think it was I, really good too. I, I feel like we got a lot of really important stuff out there. No, for sure. I, I'm really hopeful that this is helpful to all of you listening. And I encourage you to, you know, listen to it again if you need to um, chat with your fiance about it. Or um, listen to it with your fiance. Or listen to it with your fiance. Yeah. Or send them the link or whatever you want to do. But like, yeah, you know, hash it out and talk. You guys are preparing for marriage. You're preparing to be a family together. You you need to talk about some things that are maybe quote unquote hard or a little bit sensitive topics, you know, money can be a sensitive topic, especially depending on your background and how you, yeah. how you grew up um, with your mindset and everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think this is, I think this will be a value, valuable yeah. episode. If there are any topics that you want to hear about on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can join the Catholic Bride Facebook group. Victoria and I are both there along with, uh, I think, hundreds of other Catholic brides and vendors and and people here to, to help you and support you and some of which are experts in their fields. And I'm sure would be happy to help you with whatever questions you have. You can follow us on Instagram at Catholic Wedding Podcast or reach out to Victoria and I at Catholic Wedding Podcast at gmail.com. If you have a few minutes to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. It really helps other brides and other couples preparing for marriage find us. And yeah, know that we are praying for you as you continue to plan and prepare. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>